We'll bring in our next guest, Scott Bauer, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, joining us to talk financial markets. Scott, good morning to you. Welcome. We good morning, Ben. Start, good morning. Welcome. We started off the show talking about, uh, well, the shift in tone we heard from Fed speakers this week after strongly expected non-farm payrolls data, the CPI, PPI, retail sales. I mean, uh, multiple uh, numbers recently coming in higher than expected. And we're seeing a reflection of that tone shift in the U.S. dollar back up to 104.50. Sure. It wasn't just that one-off big January, you know, yeah. jobs number, which everybody was focused on that and said, okay, you know, Powell wasn't looking at that. Let's see what the other data is. And so far, the other data that we've had since, red hot, like you said. So, yeah, uh, dollar held, you know, at that 102 and a half level. I was looking at 103, kind of went down to 102. Now it's back up again because all of a sudden, not only are we talking about 25 basis point hikes, we're talking about potential 50 yeah. point hikes. So you've got the dollar. And Ben, something you and I talked about a few weeks ago when, when the market was just kind of you know humming along and things were a little complacent. And, and we talked about what could get this market you know, maybe on mm -hmm. appeals a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we, we said, well, if 10-year gets back up to maybe that 375 level or so, that's going to really you know, bring some concern to the market. Here we are at, what, 380 plus yep. at this point. At a rapid rate, too. That was the other topic of conversation Very I had this morning. Rate. And that's what has seemed to scare the market and, to your point, has it a bit uh, uh, on its heels. Now, we were a little bit complacent. There was a fair amount of speculation that we would see some cuts potentially by the end of this year. That's been pushed back on. You mentioned the non-farm payrolls data. I kind of think of that, as you were saying, that as one of the bumps in the road that Fed Chair Jerome Powell kind of warned right. us of, right? And they, they steered clear of it. They missed that bump. But then you get the, the jobless claims. You get the PPI, the CPI. And all of a sudden, I mean, we're on that, uh, on that bumpy road that Fed Chair Jerome Powell talked about. Absolutely. And then, you know, a, bi a big surprise also was retail sales, which big that number I was, forgot about was that. Ab absolutely just yeah, red through hot. The roof, so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, as as dovish maybe as Powell was just a week or two ago, that obviously had to have changed. And we're seeing that reflected in, in a lot of the Fed speak that we've heard over the last day or two, which has, you know, that that's what hit the market. Now, that being said, Ben, I really think that that given all of this news that's out there, markets have actually held in pretty well right now. I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree. I mean, uh, that's what has me a little bit concerned, though, because if a sense exactly. of reality, uh, realism comes into play here today and into uh, next week, ultimately, let's keep an eye on that. Uh, but yeah, we're still holding above 3,900. That's the middle of the range that I've been looking at, 43 down to 35 in the S&Ps. Let's talk about how this week, Scott, it's not just the Fed officials, uh, some of the uh, individual names that we were talking about, Mester, Bullard, but the ECB's uh, Schnabel yep. as well said investors risk. Uh, it comes into play in terms of underestimating the persistence of inflation and the response needed to bring it under control. She was talking about how uh, we're still a far away from claiming victory ultimately. And well, we saw that as far as the U.S. British pound this week, a bumpy road ahead for them maybe as well, right? U.K. inflation eased, but uh, along the lines of what we saw in the U.S., retail sales were very strong. Right. So it's not just a phenomenon that we're seeing here in the U.S. It's, it's global yeah. that, you know, everyone, everyone's got a little bit different story, if you will, but it's global that same global theme. economies are exactly the yeah. same theme. And, and for a while, over the last couple of months, we saw these other currencies catch up to the dollar. Now they're probably close to equal footing, and we're really going to be able to see now if if the dollar is really the go-to, if the dollar is going to shine and stand out now that some of these other currencies and some of these other central banks 
have really caught up to us. Yeah, there's a fair amount of jockeying for position here, especially with, uh, well, Christine Lagarde promising basically another 50 basis point rate hike. Scott, getting back to that relationship between rates and the indices, I mean, I was talking about how with the Dow taking out the August highs, the Russell might have as well, I'll check in a second, but I know the NASDAQ didn't, the S&Ps didn't. Right. I was saying, what's it going to take for the other majors to get along in line with the Dow and take out those uh, big levels? And the S&Ps, again, 4,300. And I kept looking to 10-year yields, and I kept thinking, okay, well, maybe we need to get back down to those August lows. That was way down around 2526 where we were back in August. I mean, so again, it did seem like there was quite the disconnect in terms of the market indices and yields. And then I started to look at Treasury futures and I saw the 10-year, the bonds. I mean, they haven't been below that 50-day moving ad for the same period of time no. since that run down that we were talking about as uh, Treasury sold off and yields spiked from uh, October to August of last year. Uh, I'm sorry, August of last year to October. I mean, right. so quite the disconnect. Again, maybe that sense of realism or, uh, you know, that, uh, well, divergence is starting to come back in line. And unfortunately, it's not where the bulls wanted to see rates coming off. Indices continue higher. This might be rates higher, indices coming off. Exactly. It's no coincidence that we didn't see the NASDAQ, you know, hit hit those highs. Um, and, and it's all a rate it's all a rate issue right now. You know, there, there, there was a lot of talk that investors are, are starting to maybe get numb to the fact of these higher rates and that the economy can withstand it. And some of these high growth stocks, some of the NASDAQ stocks can, can really withstand that. But to your point, Ben, I, I, I think the reality of the situation is now setting in that, you know, the 10-year the now approaching 4% and rates ticking higher that is not going to be good for these growth stocks in in the near term. So that's why you're not being able to see the Nasdaq breakout or or at least get to those those old highs. Yeah, I did check and uh, the Russell did not take out the August highs. Let me just pull this chart here real quick because uh, to that point, here's the S&Ps here, which are uh, again uh, working their way back up towards. Well, here's let me just actually get a little bit more time in here, working their way back up towards those August highs. That's around 43. But here you can see in terms of 10 year yields. Hold on. I got a little bit ahead of myself here. 10 year yields nowhere near those August lows that was down. Well, there it is around 2.8. So we held right. in there around 3.4. Scott, talk to us a little bit about uh, what's going on in terms of Bitcoin, because it did see a little bit of a risk on tone back up into that 25,000 range, but it's coming off with the indices a little bit lower here today. I mean, is this just kind of uh, f waving in the wind uh, with that, uh, uh, you know, sentiment or lack thereof in terms of what we're seeing as far as the indices? You had a little bit of that, Ben, and then you also had, for whatever reason, a mass short liquidation hmm. over the last couple of days, hmm. $80 million. Um, so it was a mass liquidation. And, and we saw almost what we saw in some of the equity markets like a week or two ago with just, you know, grabbing for for these upside calls like in the NASDAQ and in, mm -hmm. in, in, in the Qs. And we saw volatility explode. Well, that's kind of what we saw in Bitcoin over the last two days given these massive shorts that were covered, that's finished now. So now volatility has come back down. I'm surprised that we're actually hanging in here near the 24,000 mm -hmm. level, just under, because you know once that hysteria was gone, I would have thought we would have settled back down to the low 23s, kind of where that big congestion area was for a long time. So I, I, I wouldn't doubt if that's where we're headed in Bitcoin right now until the market kind of figures this out, the overall market I'm talking about. And if we you know, are, are staying here, are we moving higher or lower based on the Fed? 
getting back to those August highs I was talking about in terms of the Dow and the uh, S&Ps compared to rates and such. I mean, here you can see the August high in uh, Bitcoin was 25270 and it looks like this week we got up right to there. Yep, about $70 <laughs> above that. So $75 it looks like. Uh, Scott, appreciate you joining us here. A solid breakdown. And uh, thanks for sharing your Friday morning with us here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Check thanks, Scott Bauer out at Prosper Trading Academy where he's the CEO.